0: Murph, Murph, wake up. Murph, wake up. What, what? What? We're back to our regular time tonight.
1: How long do I have?
0: Like 30 seconds.
2: No problem. Live from WHO HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now get ready to sound off.
1: Keith Murphy, John Sears, Andy Fails is coming up with what's bugging Andy. But first, did, did you hear Jennifer McDermott a few minutes ago?
0: I saw that forecast.
1: The the high is minus five
0: on Wednesday. The high will not get above zero degrees.
1: That's that just sounds awful. Well, mm. it, it it's it's unavoidable, I guess, uh, to talk about the tax layer bowl. We're gonna have to do it.
0: Uh, Many Hawkeye fans don't want to talk about that.
1: Yeah, it's the hot topic. The unavoidable topic of the weekend, though, is it time for a new head football coach at Iowa? You can vote at whotv.com slash sports. Choices are no, Kirk Ferentz has earned more time. The man coached Iowa to four top ten finishes. Or yes, the decline continues and it won't get better. Keep in mind, Ferentz is under contract to 2020. Uh, You can sound off live on the Hot Topic at 515-282-9010. Tell us what you think. Keeping in mind, among other things, Ferentz is owed $12 million and remains under contract for five more seasons.
2: Hmm.
1: No rules, Murphy's Law. Well, that season ended with a big suck bomb. You know it's bad when fans rebranded the Hawk Slayer Bowl. The Hawkeyes looked unprepared and unmotivated. Bad tackling, mental miscues, and predictable play calling gave Tennessee help the Vols didn't need. Tennessee had so much more speed, it looked like the Hawks were running around in Joe Montana's shape-ups. Jake Rudock started, C.J. Beathard finished, neither played great, and Beathard's two touchdown passes came against Tennessee's JV. But the more important question is, how could you get to a bowl game and still not know your QB? And not allowing the quarterbacks to talk to fans through the media? Bad choice. The 2014 trophy case stays empty, 0 for 5. Iowa lost trophy games to Tennessee, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Iowa State. Hawkeye fan frustration reached a new low, and it's not fun. I don't know a reasonable fan who doesn't like Kirk Ferentz as a man and respect what he's done as a coach. Players love him. Four top tens, two co-championships, two Orange Bowls. But those days seem long gone and unlikely to return. Iowa football under Ferentz in 2014 looked stale, stuck, and stubborn. The Iowa basketball team provided a lift, and the Hawks did it during a storm of criticism from all directions, including this one. (laughs) Even an opposing coach called out Iowa's mental toughness. Strong answer at Ohio State. Iowa State learned again it's not Kentucky. When hot, the Cyclones can take down any team. When cold, they have to find other ways to win. Fred Hoiberg became the fastest coach to 100 wins in Iowa State history. It's easy to forget to forget now that Hoiberg was a bold hire. He had no coaching experience. I think it's working. When Oregon thumped FSU, most of FSU's football team sulked off the field, sore losers. Jameis Winston was one of the few Knolls shaking hands and offering congratulations. When Winston looks like one of your classier players, you had a bad night. And the NFL suspended Indominus Sioux for stomping Aaron Rodgers, only it didn't. It's the old, you're grounded, young man. Yes, you can go to the movies with your friends, but you're grounded. <laughs> <laughs> Keith, I think the
0: Hawkeyes lost to Tennessee in the TaxSlayer Bowl. wasn't surprising, but... The way they were completely manhandled was Iowa looked slow, physically outmatched, and made the Volunteers look like one of the best teams in the country. As much as this season stunk, Hawkeye fans should be more worried about next year. Iowa loses three starters on the offensive line, which includes the Outland Trophy winner. They lose their two best defensive linemen, their all-time leading receiver. The quarterback position is a bigger mess than my kids' toy room after they eat sugar. And the overall (laughs) talent level just isn't there. I've been on the fence about Kirk Ferentz for a couple years. I keep thinking he's going to wave his magic wand and get Iowa back to 10 wins like he has numerous times. But after Friday's loss, I finally made the jump over the fence and a change needs to be made. The program is stale and I don't see a light at the end of this tunnel. I still believe Ferentz is a good coach, but I also think he's failed to adapt with the changes in college football. Kirk has done great things in Iowa. He's given the Hawkeyes 16 years. You can put him right alongside Hayden Fry and Forrest Evashevski. Big 10 titles, BCS bowls, top 10 finishes, NFL players, the list goes on. But like so many coaches, his time has come. Let someone else take the reins and get Iowa football back to being a contender in the Big 10.
1: Going to be really interesting to see what happens with this John because there are some uh, big boosters and yep. big donors who are not, not happy right now. They're they're ready to see a change but ference is really liked and really respected Um, so this is all very awkward yeah and it's going to be interesting to see how how it plays out because uh ference can be stubborn and he's a proud man but it this this feels lost right now it, it really does and a
0: lot of it is with that contract 12 million dollars is a lot to fork over to tell a coach we
1: don't want you to coach anymore that's a lot of money just to give away maybe some kind of compromise uh, might be in the works at some point jerry is in altoona uh, jerry what do you think about all this talk is it premature to be talking about a, a coaching change when you have a coach under contract for five years uh, no, I don't believe it is. And I called last week and I gave you the record against Northwestern, Illinois, and Indiana. What I failed to mention was those are the three teams in the Big Ten with the worst win-loss record over the last 16 years. I threw Iowa State in there. And if you count the four games he's lost in the MAC against the MAC teams, he's 25 and 28 against those three Big Ten teams, the MAC and Iowa State, and those schools are bottom feeders.
2: They're not out recruiting Iowa, and we're getting beat on game day because he's a terrible coach, and he and he doesn't want to adapt and make some changes, and he definitely needs to go. And I never thought I'd say this, but he's embarrassing the university.
1: Thanks, guys. All right, thank you. I, I don't think he's embarrassing the university, and I don't think he's a terrible coach. No. But – uh, it is, as I said, it's stale. Yeah. It's stuck right now. It's stuck in the mud. Um, he's not adapting to to the changes in college football. Iowa football, looks. it looks like you're watching a game from the 90s. It, it, and, and, John, something needs to change here. And I think the most difficult thing is, what do you sell next year? You just lost I, yeah, a I bunch just, of key players. Yeah. The home schedule's a dog.
0: Yeah, look, look, Kirk Ferentz has not forgotten how to coach. The bottom line is when he's took over you know around 2000 Iowa had a great strength and conditioning program uh, Chris Doyle revolutionized the Iowa football program they were ahead of a lot of programs other programs have caught up and Iowa's recruiting has not taken off when you get two or three two star three star guys
1: there's a reason they're two or three stars I mean they're they're not highly recruited and it's hard to compete right Team of the best players usually wins and there was no doubt the gap in yeah. talent between a, a, a mediocre Tennessee team and Iowa, and the most misleading score maybe of the year. Uh, that was a, a five-touchdown game. Uh, Dick is in Des Moines. Dick, uh, you think Kirk Ferentz should get at least one more season to fix this?
2: Uh, yes, I do. And the reason why uh, he's he's been a Seth kept coach. Uh, uh, look at the uh, Iowa State coach. Mm-hmm. Roads Road should be gone. And the reason why two teams that they beat this year both of them went to a bowl and that was the only two games they
1: won thank you we appreciate that dick it is i will be one look-alikes. team that went to a bowl they beat illinois
0: and illinois went to a bowl so iowa had one win over a bowl team
1: yeah and the, the loss to iowa state at home for iowa just kept looking worse and yeah. worse as the season went along it is time for lookalikes with a local connection old spice judges He's the director of Sound Off. This is a tough job. Mm. Uh, Neil says Arkansas coach Brett Bielema, the former Hawkeye, looks like actor and comedian Rob Riggle. Old Spice. Mm. That's a no. You agree with that, John? Mm,
0: I think I agree with that. Yeah, right. Not quite close
1: enough. Not, not that your opinion matters. It's all about Old Spice yeah. here. Brian and Nevada writes, just saw uh, Michael Admire's coverage on the news Saturday night, and I swear Barney Cotton looks like country singer Trace Adkins. Old Spice.
2: Mm. And it's a two negative double. For as long as I can remember, the way I watch sports has bugged me. Well, in 2015, that's all going to change. Stay tuned for what's bugging Andy.
1: You can like us on Facebook. It's the Sound Off Nation. Matt writes, uh, Barda needs to fire himself. Something needs to change in the football program. He isn't listening to the fans at all. The next AD needs to know something about winning because Barta doesn't. Ruth says the Iowa football program has degenerated to the
0: point where it feels like, feels like, and smells like Todd Licklider basketball. Mm. Mm, maybe not
1: that much. Oh, well, yes, Cyclone I- fans, if they are concerned after another neutral court loss, as the great quarterback Aaron Rodgers said, "Relax."
0: That from Patrick. Trey writes. I guess we're not going to hear from Trey.
1: Well, what did Trey write? Well, though,
0: just tell he me. He said uh, they're not worried about it. They're not worried. Not worried All about right. the loss. That
1: was a bad shooting night, but uh, Iowa State should beat South Carolina when you on mi- a neutral court. When you miss 17 threes and 14
0: free throws, it's hard to beat <sighs> anyone.
1: Uh, you're never too old to learn, though, right?
0: Right. And Andy's decided
2: to change his viewing habits. Here's what's bugging Andy. Guys, my New Year's resolution for 2015 is to be more like my dad. Now, I don't mean that I want to wear khaki pants and old Sperry topsiders every single day. I don't mean I want to carry six pens of the exact same brand and color in the front pocket of my shirt. And I don't mean that I want to wear blue blocker sunglasses like they're going out of style. And by the way, dad, they are very, very out of style. What I mean is that I wanna follow sports the way my dad does. My dad watches football and basketball religiously, but he has no emotional connection to any single team, even those he grew up with, even those from the schools that he attended. He wants to watch the best teams and the most even matchups every time. If Titans-Bills is the best game on at that time, he's watching Titans Bills. If Utah and Utah State have some heated Mormon basketball rivalry, he knows about it, and he's watching their game on Fox Sports Salt Lake. If it's a close game, my dad is as happy as a tick on a fat dog. Since I was old enough to watch sports with my dad, I've thought he was nuts. I always had my favorite teams, and my next favorite teams, and I have watched them regardless of who they were playing. If I didn't have a personal interest in the game, I'd probably turn it off in favor of one featuring a team that I did care about. Now the problem is, following specific teams to the exclusion of others is a lot of work. I mean, you have to find the games, you're stuck watching some pretty lopsided ones, and it all puts you through an emotional roller coaster that I enjoy less and less each year. And while I only enjoy the games my teams win, my dad enjoys them all. Now, he still swears at the screen and yells at the ref like some insane man at a bus stop, but he makes a quick recovery and can go about his day like nothing happened when the game is over. If you have truly got a team that you've been devoted to all your life, then you can't help but put the fanatic back in fan. But if you're just a fan of the competition, that it seems to me you're much better off playing the part of casual observer, where you could both celebrate the wins and shrug off the losses like an adult, like a normal person, like I haven't been able to do in the past. It's the way my dad has always done it, and after decades of thinking that he had it all wrong, I'm ready to reconsider. I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me
1: nice try andy no way i'm buying it nah, buying that? no 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 way uh, he'll he'll be he'll be all behind the cardinals the big 10 has fared better than the big 12 this postseason but who has the best coach who's in your five next <laughs> tweet us anytime at sound off 13. we uh we run your tweets across the bottom of the screen the entire show aaron writes uh, ference gets a longevity bonus of a half million dollars next month per his contract, Pelini gets fired after beating the Hawks. Let that sink in. It's sinking in. Jens
0: tweets, too bad Kirk isn't on the celebrity apprentice. I think we all know what the Donald would do to him. Uh, you're
1: <laughs> Yeah, He would. Uh, who's in your five? Combo of our two most followed conferences, the Big 10 and Big 12's five best football coaches. Number five, Bill Snyder. If you're mm. old enough to remember K-State football being consistently worse than Iowa State, you know Snyder. Is a miracle worker. Number four, Art Briles. It helps to be in Texas, but before Briles, Baylor was a football joke. You think Iowa State would want him? They they oh. turned him down. He's never left Texas. Mark Dantonio, Michigan State's two losses were to teams playing for the title. <laughs> That's crazy. Number two, Gary Patterson. TCU still feels like it can win the national championship if given a chance. He's a great coach. Mm-hmm. And number one, Urban Meyer. His Ohio State team is young. Supposed to be a year away. It may win it now anyway. Uh, One correction: uh, Our friend Dan reminds us that Iowa beat Pitt, Pitt. and Pitt went to a bowl game. Was also in a bowl game. So two, right? Yeah, they beat beat Illinois and they beat Pitt. Thank you. We appreciate that. We like to get it right, even if it's not on the first time. Uh, Mike is in Carroll. Mike, welcome to Sound Off.
0: Hey guys, how you doing? Good. What do do you think, Mike? Hey, they got to make a change there with uh, Paul Chris going to Wisconsin and. Oh, the guy Riley going to Nebraska.
1: (laughs) That might be the uh, best video from the game.
0: Those are good fits. The big name hire like Michigan got. But they are just going to be farther and farther behind. I mean, they both have more talent than Iowa does now. And now they're going to both have better coaching than Iowa. It's going to be ugly for a while. And he gets paid an awful lot of money to finish sixth, seventh, or eighth every year in the Big Ten.
1: Uh, many fans feel that way, and that Orange Bowl in 2009, 2010, uh, it, it does seem a long time ago. He
0: is n- He's now 10th in college football in paid coaches because Jim Harbaugh now paid five mil a year, so Harbaugh jumps to the top ten. Ferrance was ninth, so now he's right at 10th, the 10th highest paid coach in college football.
1: That does help a little bit. I think one of the things that it, it, if I were a Hawkeye fan, I'd find disconcerting, and that—that that is... After the game, Ferrant said they had 35 days of great practice and he thought the Hawks were completely ready to go. It did not look like that at all. His team did not look ready at all. I th- this looked like a preseason
0: scrimmage when you're you're working out the kinks and your tackling is terrible and the offense is out of sync. I agree. It looks like
1: a sprint. It looked like a spring game like he didn't know what was going on. I I can't make sense of that. Let's get a, th- a thought from Becky and Bondurant on Cyclone Basketball. Uh, cyclones just couldn't shoot against South Carolina you worried about it Becky
0: well my comment is I've watched every game does anybody else think that Bryce Dijon Jones is like overrated he has not played well in any game where they are playing a decent other team he's only good when they play bad teams
1: well he he can look spectacular he has not been at his best but Becky as you know this week begins a real uh, a couple of weeks here where we really find out how good the Cyclones are and can be because it where the big 12 hits hard yes
0: what i see with him is he will not pass the ball i mean he drives in when there's three four people in the lane and he gets stripped the ball or just you know i just don't think he's a team player as of yet. One, one thing I have noticed, I think since Jameel McKay is coming to the lineup, I think we've seen a little less of Bryce Dijon Jones. I think he, he took a lot of the scoring on him to begin with. Now Jameel McKay is kind of making an impact, so I don't think we've seen as much Bryce Dijon Jones the past couple games. And I think the one the one knock, I think I like Iowa State's a great team, I think the one knock you could have on them is they don't really have a great win yet. I mean, is Iowa their best win? Is Arkansas their best win? There'll be plenty of time for those in the, the Big 12. It's coming though. up. Yeah. But I think if, if you're going to knock them right now, I think that might be the one slight knock is, you know, they haven't really been tested too much yet.
1: Sean Johnson made her return to network television tonight, but she's not the, this wasn't it, by the way. It was on Celebrity <laughs> Apprentice. Uh, she's not the only island turning heads right, this week. Pair, right? Face off when Sound Off returns. You can also email us, sound off at whotv.com. That was the most embarrassing football game I've ever watched as a fan of a team, and I'm a Vikings fan. Mm. The only thing good about that game for Iowa is it gives fans an excuse to drink heavily. <laughs> Mark and Ames, Mark, drink responsibly.
0: After Friday's embarrassing performance by the Hawkeyes, the only way to send a message to Gary Barda is to return the season ticket renewals back with a note saying... That a renewal will only be considered if
1: Kirk Ferentz is fired. And from Danny in West Des Moines. Uh, to Gary Barta, if a 7-5 and five season is unex- uh, unacceptable, what is a 7-6 and six season? Mike in West Des Moines.
0: It's time now to bounce around some more topics. We call it Face Off. Keith, longtime Center anchor Stuart Scott died today of cancer at the age of 49. I grew up watching Scott on ESPN. Did not know him, but judging by social media, He was loved by all. Hard to imagine he's gone after seeing him so much on SportsCenter.
1: Yeah, for those of us who watch a lot of SportsCenter, my wife would say (laughs) I watch too much. We've watched Stuart Scott for years of booyahs. Uh, Not everyone loves Scott's style, but we've learned today everyone who knew him loved him, and and that's more important.
0: Ohio State was supposed to be a year away, but the Buckeyes upset Alabama and will play for a national title. They're young. They've got three Heisman Trophy candidates at quarterback and now Jim Harbaugh is at Michigan. I have to imagine that rivalry will be great very soon.
1: Harbaugh will have Michigan rolling in no time, and Meyer may be the best college coach in America. Hawkeye football fans should remember to give daily thanks. (laughs) Iowa's in the West Division. The college football
0: playoff committee looks like geniuses, but it also looks like TCU belonged in the Final
1: Four. If you put the Horned Frogs in... Who do you kick out? That's the problem, John. The team that didn't belong was Florida State. but you couldn't leave out the only unbeaten team, which also happened to be the defending national champion. Get it to eight teams, five conference champs, three at large bids. Kyle Orton picked up his wallet after his final game, told
0: reporters (laughs) he would be back to talk, but then rode off into the sunset. Orton is retiring
1: after 10 years in the NFL. Solid career, right? Definitely solid, and and fans could relate to Orton. He seems more like us than Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers. It's the Iowa Nice or the neckbeard.
0: $30 million, too, he made. All right, pick your reality star. If you have to pick one, who are you watching? Sean Johnson or the new
1: bachelor, Chris Soules? I hear Prince Farming is a really nice guy, (laughs) but I'd rather watch Gary Barta take a yoga class than The Bachelor. So I'll take Sean on Celebrity Apprentice. I agree. Over-under NCAA football
0: conferences, overrated SEC. Still very good, maybe even the top conference, but... Not as dominant as we thought, just seven and five in the bowls. underrated. the big 10.. Yep, big underdogs ten. in all 10 bowl games, but they went five and five, not saying they're great, but underrated, better than expected.
1: It could have gone overrated on the, uh, the big 12 there too. Let's take a couple more calls, 60 seconds sound off. We'll get a quick thought from each of you. Michael and Dayton, you want to say a few words about the loss of uh, Stuart Scott.
0: Yeah, guys, I just want to uh, mention, you know, how he didn't just show people that had cancer how to live life, but he showed everyone. How to live life to the fullest, and I think we can all learn from that.
1: Uh, it's very nicely said. I think his speech was his finest moment at the ESPYS. As Incredible. a broadcaster, it yeah. is fantastic, and and you'll see that uh, the rest of your life. Stephen Prairie City Hawkeye football. What's the answer?
2: Yes, Iowa needs to make a big move. Um, I think Bob Stoops.
0: A lot of people calling for Stoops. The one thing I would say is he's having trouble winning at Oklahoma
1: with Oklahoma recruits. Well, and he, well, just, he just fired his offensive coordinator, Jay Norvell, so that would seem to indicate he's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, George and Adel. George?
0: Uh, I'd just like to say that Kirk Ferentz is a pretty great coach.
1: Well, it's nice to, hear, uh, nice to hear somebody remember all that he's done for Iowa. And Cheeser, the final word on the Jeez. ISU loss. Keith what's up, buddy? Hey, Cheezer. Um, uh, I've got a couple more Kansas City Royals things, and it, 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 it's, my, it's my birthday coming up in a couple of weeks. Happy b- early birthday, Cheeser. Early birthday. Always nice to hear from you. We're Celebrate almost, responsibly. We're almost yeah. done, John. I, All, I, almost, I, yeah. Celebrate yeah, I responsibly. Right, Cheeser, we got to go. Almost done. But we do leave you with a Dear John letter.
0: And now, Dear John. Dear John. My dad retired to Arizona last year. He says he couldn't really follow the Hawkeyes or Cyclones. Can you help me summarize the seasons for him? Thanks, Jeremy in West Des Moines. I'd be glad to, Jeremy. Sometimes it helps to have a visual aid. Try this.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Have a good night. Good night.